Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex. It is 6 o'clock. It's time for the happy hour here on Mutiny Radio, the happiest of two hours of open mic for you crazy kids. We're going to get it started because uh, I don't have anything to say, and we have a really full list of 25 comedians tonight, so we want to get through that before 8 o'clock. When you hear the horn, it means you have a minute. It doesn't mean you're done. It means you have a minute. A lot of people get all freaked out and they stop. And I'm like, no, 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 you had a minute. <laughs> Did I not explain that well? Uh, your first comedian is a very funny lady. I have a feeling that she's itching to get to Brainwash, to get to that sign-up. Are you going to the show there? No, at the... She's hosting the 8 o'clock show with Brainwash. Yeah. All right, everybody, put your hands together. Very funny. Jenny Hogan. <laughs> Hello, everybody. How's it going? Um, I don't really, uh, I don't understand when people like describe their own self-esteem. Like, I'm pretty sure. Are you going to the bathroom right now? I'm talking. All right. Fine. I'll talk louder then. Um, do you want to take a seat? Or are you just going to stand there? Okay. <laughs> Is everybody settled? <laughs> We're ready to go. Okay. Can we start the timer now? Just kidding. Uh, Okay, so self-esteem is like the difference between how good you think you are and like how good you actually are, basically. So like it doesn't make sense to me when people describe their own self-esteem. Like you could assess somebody else's self-esteem. You could say like they have low self-esteem because they're really cool and they don't think they're that cool. But like when someone says to me that they have low self-esteem, like who here would say they have low self-esteem? You know what I would say? I think you probably have accurate self-esteem. Like don't doubt yourself, you know? Don't... (laughs) Don't, you gotta, you gotta believe in it. Uh, <laughs> can you sit down? <laughs> it's, making me, <laughs> it's making me uncomfortable. Um, I, uh, yeah, so I started going to a gym and I do like a lot to avoid like being embarrassed in front of people. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I love being embarrassed in front of people. But um, I, I, so I would like go into like the regular part of the gym where people just do like regular like lift weights and stuff. And I never knew what to do. So I would just like look at like the hottest girl there and like do whatever she was doing, um, which was like usually texting, which was fine. <laughs> and then it was like a 
okay at the in like the gym part of the gym but then like in the locker room like it didn't fly like I just wanted to figure out like the most efficient way to take my clothes off and uh people weren't down with it they have all these signs that are like don't text in the locker room like no phones out when people are changing and I'm like you guys like relax and people would like tell me to put my phone away I was like come on it's not like I was trying to like check my email or anything I just want to take like one naked photo like relax (laughs) chill out um so then I went to a yoga class and like yoga teachers are so here's my like issue with yoga class like Usually when I have to fart, I go, hey, Connor, sit next to the person who looks most likely to fart or stand next to them, and then I can, like, kind of avoid responsibility. But in yoga class, like, you can't really move around at all, and also, like, that person is me, so it's, like, kind of rough. And then um, I, uh, what else happened? So then the instructors always, like, say this really dumb shit. Like, they'll say, like, just, like, close your mind off. Like, shut down. You're a human being, not a human thinking. I was like, that's a great life philosophy. Like, I'd like to apply that to everything I do. Like, I'm going to tell my boss, I'm a human being, not a human working, you know? Or, like, try to get, like, a coffee and be like, I'm a human being, not a human paying. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. It works. Um, I, so I'm old-fashioned. I think that uh, on dates, like, whoever wants sex more should pay. Like, people... <laughs> debate who should pay um no i think it's actually so there's this thing where sometimes guys think that like if girls want to split it it's because they don't want to like have sex with them but honestly like i'm way more likely to like want the guy to pay if i don't like him because i want to like recoup the cost of my time or something um but i uh i so one thing people say is that like girls should like guys should pay because girls spend like a lot of money like getting ready and stuff and like wearing makeup and i don't know like perfume but I don't do anything to like alter my body odor at all, so I'm like I'm always wondering <laughs> if um, if some guy's gonna be like, oh sorry, I usually pay, but like no makeup, uh, can't do it. Um, but I here's the thing with makeup, I would wear makeup sometimes. Actually, I do wear makeup sometimes. But like the issue is that if you wear makeup every day and then you like take a day off, like people think you're dying, seriously. And if you never wear it and then wear it once, like people think you're hitting on them. Just them. Just you, Florentina. (laughs) Okay, bye. (laughs) Wild, crazy clapping for Ginny Hogan and her non-makeup-wearing feminist movement. I'm going to call it feminist. I I, I don't wear makeup for feminist. Uh, It is. It's laziness for me, too, but it's feminism because who the fuck makes us wear makeup? Like, we shouldn't have to wear it in the first place. Whether we're lazy to put it on or not, we shouldn't have to wear it. Like, my eyelashes aren't fucking good enough for you? Is that what you're saying, men? They're just never going to be good enough. That's fine. You just keep the women's self-esteem low, and that's how they fuck you more? I'm not sure what's happening with our society, but let's just keep our women uh, dumb and uh, self-conscious. Yay! Yay! Sorry, I just reread Thus Spoke Zarathustra, and we talked about coming down the mountain and beating up that old lady with a stick. I'm like, know your fucking place, Pam! <laughs> your next comedian. <laughs> your next. Does anybody else read Nietzsche when they're depressed? Just me. That's maybe a mistake. Uh, your next comedian is a very funny man. He makes me feel happy. I could never be depressed around him and his lovely smile. You guys are gonna love him too. It's Cole Chapman. Yay! Cool. Um, the answer to your make you feel bad about yourself to make him fuck more. I believe yes. That's. <laughs> That's the point. I think there's a whole tactic around it called negging. Ah. 
Do you, are you aware what negging is, Ethan? Journey, you guys know what negging is? Oh, oh yeah, we got an oh yeah <laughs> from Ethan. No, uh, negging is weird. Negging is uh, basically, I don't know if, you've, if you're not familiar, negging is uh, making a girl feel so bad about themselves that I guess they have to fuck you. That's like kind of the, the logic behind it. It's a weird pickup artist thing. I don't know if it works. Uh, I tried it once in college. Uh, it didn't go well. I went to school in Boston. All right, uh, and those girls are intense. They are not like San Francisco, which is just kind of, you just like, I don't know, you have like a cool bun in your hair. I don't know. I don't know what San Francisco girls like. This is me trying to ride on stage. It's not working out. Anyways, <laughs> tried to neck a girl in Boston. I didn't know how to do it. I asked my friend who got a lot of girls. Uh, I was like, hey man, uh, you're pretty good at this. Like, what's your secret? He was like, all right, man, uh, you just have to like go up and like insult them to their face and the rest just, just falls into place. And I was like, all right, cool. So I went to a bar, walked to the first girl I saw, and I was like, uh, uh, excuse me, miss. Nice mascara. Uh, did you put it on in the dark? Uh, and she was like, suck a dick, you pussy! And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, do you, can I go home with you? I don't have the self-esteem <laughs> anymore. I, you can fuck me if you want, but it's not working out either, you know? Thanks, Ed Ant. <laughs> For that subdued. <laughs> That's my Ed Ant impression. Uh, it's pretty good. Thank you. Um, all right. What else do I want to talk about? Yeah. So uh, negging is a, a thing. I'm not great with that, obviously. I'm not great with girls in general. Uh, I get, like, nervous and, like, weird around them. Uh, it's just not a – I don't pick up on signals that well. Like, I was at a party uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, I was um, – I don't know if you ever caught yourself doing this. You're, like, stomp dancing uh, to Santana's, like, Maria Maria. <laughs> She reminds me of the West Side Story. You ever catch yourself doing this at a party? You're like back and reminds me of the West Side Story. I'm like in a group of people and you just feel right, you know? It just feels good. Uh, so I was doing that and this girl just like through the crowd like snaked her way like through all these people. And she's like, I got to talk to this guy apparently because she came up to me and she's like, hi. Uh, and fellas, Katie, pro tip, uh, if a girl snakes her way through a crowd to talk to you while you are stomp dancing, to Santana, uh, you're pretty much good. You're like, you're in, as far as that. You just have to like not say uh, anything. Just don't say anything. And you're just like, just be the quiet and mysterious type. And it might work out for you. Who knows? Uh, I've talked my way out of sex numerous times. <laughs> so this is how I know. Or don't say the N-word. Either one. You just, one or the other, don't do either. Um, yeah, so she came up to me uh, and she was like, hi, I'm, uh, I'm Liana. I was like, cool, I'm Cole. Nice to meet you. Uh, like, what's up? She was like, whoa, you have a spot in your eye. And I was like, I know, I've had it for my entire life. She was like, well, did you know that a spot in your eye is a, uh, is a precursor for eyeball cancer? And I was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> and now I do. And now I'm going to think about this for the rest of my life. Thank you. Uh, and uh, fuck, there's a part of this joke uh, where it's funny. Oh. <laughs> oh, but I can't seem to remember it. So you know what, guys? I'm just gonna. Still have 30 seconds to dig yourself out. Oh, okay. Well, you should stick. <laughs> you should stick around. You should. No, I'm not. It's too long. You should stick around for the next show where it's like improv. It's like Hell Hat, right? Uh, which is great because I've been booked for that. And then another improv stand-up show, uh, which is like kind of insulting as a stand-up. Like that's. <laughs> It's like the only shows I get booked to. They're like, oh, you know all that written shit? Uh, we don't like it. But <laughs> come on stage, just do whatever. It's way better than your written shit, clearly, as we've learned from the last three minutes. Okay, um, I'm going to go, guys. Thanks. Yeah, thank you.
Goodbye, Jenny. All right, just so you guys know, we had a last-minute cancellation on tonight's Hell Hat, so we're going to do a little thing we've done in the past. The best set gets a guest set uh, tonight on Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse because uh, Avishnan Krishna, the guy who rides the motorcycle and wears really fun clothing, do you know which one I'm talking about? He wears, like, really t- interesting vests and then he has sometimes he wears his body armor and gets on his ducati he's a lot of yeah he's he is he is gender fluid i think what they're calling that these days people have been calling me gender fluid because i try to shave my armpits and i can never get all the hair do you see like i really tried there's like a stripe on either side i just can't do it i try i just i can't be a girl anymore i can't do it try to wear dresses and i just sweat smell funny and i've a lot of armpit hair that I can't avoid. Wait, if I showed you guys my legs, ugh. Uh, your next comedian, I've never actually seen his legs because he always wears pants. You're like the opposite of Chris Canazzo. He only wears shorts. You only wear pants. Maybe you guys are going to meet in some weird... I about that. Isn't it weird? Until Tony Sparks oh, gave all his clothes to... Yeah, he wore shorts. Uh, this comedian's very funny. Everybody put your hands together for Ed Ant. Thank you, Pam. It's wonderful being brought up with notes about having armpit hair and whatnot. Fantastic. I'm going to segue perfectly. For those of you who know my act, (laughs) my name is Ed. I abuse my body. This one time I spent 24 hours in Cleveland just walking around trying to get the fuck out of Cleveland. Thank you for laughing. Have you ever felt that you couldn't trust your friends? Do they break plans that they make with you? Perhaps you disagree on key issues. Maybe you're just an asshole. (laughs) I always get worried when someone I thought was smart tells me that they don't like the bathroom hand dryers that just blow air on their hands. It makes me wonder about their hand washing habits or if they have any. I love my little brother. He's an inquisitive fellow. Tries to figure out the world, solve problems, and figure things out. This one time, we both found a lit cigarette that our parents left behind. So he asked me, hey, how does this feel? Then he put it out of my stomach. I don't like answering questions, Pam. (laughs) Have you ever been invited to something on Facebook and just clicked going? Maybe you didn't look down and realize that it was taking place in another state. Perhaps you just, like, you just clicked it because you liked the way the person who sent you the invite looked. Either way, Facebook isn't the dating app for you. 
I was at a party the other day, just talking to people, minding my own business, having a good time, when all of a sudden a woman grabbed my ass. So I turned around and slapped her because of equality. I love my mom, but not her culinary abilities. She once boasted that she could cook anything in under 30 minutes. Rest assured, when you make cooking a race, everybody loses. You heard the horn, and that means only one thing. It's time for an ad. Yeah. A while ago, I was a sad and lonely man, but today I stand in front of you, the owner of a website. Go there to JustMeAndChicks.com. Download the podcast that I did with Jenny Hogan for free and buy a hoodie. And and JustMeAndChicks.com is the and an ampersand and because I spelled it today, JustMeAndChicks.com and it went to a broken link. I put an R in there. After me. Oh, weird. So it was my own typo. I was typing too quick. Quickly, I was like, is it an ampersand and or is it a real and? Is that what it's actually called? This is the little that means, okay, good. I thought that's so. Are you off the brainwash too? Have a good time. Oh, no, he's just standing by the door. Oh, okay. I just figured like everyone's all hot totsy for brainwash tonight. Just remember if you stay. The best set gets a guest set. Also, we have three free, uh, two free VHS and one free DVD over there. If anybody wants to, please take the shit that people leave here, please. I can't, we don't have a DVD player here. Why do I want this? No, it's it's some, I don't, I don't, I was gonna give them away as prizes, but just please just take them, (laughs) somebody. It's not a prize. Your next comedian is a prize. She's just a doll, and uh, she's always just a, a, the cutest. And thank you again that time you brought the chocolate bars. I still have one left at my house. I've been saving them in the morning. I've been eating them with my coffee, but only one a week because I'm not allowed that much chocolate, candy, sugar. Uh, sorry. Just it's, you know, I can't. I'm like a, I'm like a three-year-old. You give me too much sugar, and I'm like, ah! <laughs> I'm very excited for your next comedian. Put your hands together for Florentina Tanase. <laughs> Yay, Pam, we have the same bra, just letting you know. Uh, Yeah, I found it here. Um, (laughs) Hey, have you guys heard of 23andMe? It's this, yeah, it's a website, and then it's, the service is you get to find out about your heritage and what kind of diseases you have. Why ruin the fun science? Plus the rash tells me. Call me a Cracker Jack box. And I can't, you know, it's like, I just can't wait until the guy calls me and he, when he finds out the surprise um, is an STD. No, I'm kidding. I don't have an STD, guys. I, don't, I would have to have sex for that. Um, but I tried it out for the same reason anybody else would, just to see if I could say the N-word or not. It turns out I can't because my parents are not from the South. What are you going to do? Uh, that's okay. Uh, I just got back from vacation. Didn't say the N-word once. No, <laughs> that's, that's horrible. Uh, I really like vacation because I sleep the most on vacations. 70% of the time, guys. 
Statistically correct. I timed myself. Uh, it's cool. I can sleep anywhere around Europe, whatever. Uh, but I found out recently that the reason I've been sleeping so much is because I thought Ambien was a mixture of vitamins A and B in, but it's not. Um, oh, another thing about 23 yeah, we're just going to hop back and forth. We're like little rabbits, guys. Uh, minus sex. Okay. Uh, I found out that I'm 2% Asian. It's about a 2% applause, thanks. <laughs> and it was really cool. I, I thought about all the jobs I could have here, uh, all the knowledge that I all, all of a sudden have about the Great Wall. It never came to me. Uh, but then I got self-conscious, because is that the only reason white guys like me? You gotta wonder. You gots to wonder. Okay, let's talk about feminism. Great. Uh, I think one particular area in the world where feminism is lacking is um, like the sex act names, okay? We got the Dirty Chan Sanchez, we got Houdini, we got all the guys up in there, but where are the ladies at? And all I'm just, all I'm saying is I would give my name to science to make, like, to make it a little bit more equal. And if you're wondering, what a Florentina is. <laughs> this is for science, guys. I'm a scientist now. I'm like pretty much 50% Asian. I ha this is like my duty in life. But a Florentina is when your guy goes down on you, and he or girl. Okay, I'm not being racist. <sighs> and they very gently. Blow on your flower petal, because you know you're delicate and insecure. Um, this could also work if you have a tramp stamp on your back, or your name is Daisy. Uh, and then after an hour, when your jaw locks up, and his beads of sweat can't lubricate you anymore, you say, I'll oh, forget it, just pluck me. So anyway, this is... This is a true story. This is what I told an officer to try to get out of a ticket. Uh, and I told him my idea, and he said, it wouldn't work, and it's not believable. I was like, why? He goes, because the girl orgasms at the end. That's not how sex acts end. And then I said, what's an orgasm? Anyway, guys, I'm 14 at thanks. Florentina Tanase. I'm glad you didn't say that the sex act was that chlamydia is not a flower. Because that would be, there's road signs now that say that. Uh, Florentina Tanase, yay! It's too bad that Just 23 and Me isn't about how to meet 23 year olds because I know some people that would be right on that real quick. Uh, we are in the middle of a female rock block. Yeah, hitting it hard with the ladies. Uh, I meant that in the most feminist way possible. <laughs> Your next comedian, uh, she is she is new with us, but I have enjoyed her every time she's been here, and uh, we welcome her back again and again. Everybody, put your hands together for Luisa Isbell. Yeah. 
Also, uh, speaking of rocking ladies, um, the convenience store across the street is really great because when I was checking out, I noticed they sell this thing just called uh, Rhino 7. And it's really vague. It just says XXL and also pound her like a rhino, which <laughs> sounds like the opposite of a good thing to me sexually. Um, but it was weird because it was also green and looks sort of like when we were little and used to drop those foam pellets into water and it like gave way to an animal. So I'm just imagining a guy taking this and then just like jizzing a foam giraffe inside you. I don't know. That's just a weird thing I thought. And the guy was like, please sign your check and leave. Um, yeah, it's a great place. So I just came from work. I'm a little sweaty because I ran out of there. Um, it was very uncomfortable. We do this thing, so there's kind of a lot of premise here, but it's just so that I can effectively communicate how ridiculous uh, working in tech can be, how frustrating. So there's this thing we do at the end of every Friday called um, called Shit Sandwich. Uh, ben Horowitz in, uh, just made it a popular thing. He's someone that tech people care about, but you shouldn't. And yeah, it's basically when we all get together as a company, we drink some beers, and you name one negative thing that happened that week and two positive things that happen. So we're going around. And my coworkers are like, you know, it was just such a bummer. Like, Johnson deal didn't go through. Yeah, customers are just not happy with our software. And I'm like, literally everyone is killing everyone this week. <laughs> and they're like, oh, God, Louisa, like, so, why are you being such a boner jam? I'm like, this is just, I don't know. I felt like, I felt kind of like an asshole. Um, yeah. So not a fan of catcalling. Um, it's not like a brag that I say it happens to me a lot. It's just like a reality of being a human woman. Um, but it's, it's weird when they're accurate. Like the other day, uh, I was walking down the street and this guy actually said, um, he was like, a little Mexican girl. And I was like, that's really bizarre because I am Mexican, but like no one, has ever guessed that except for like one guy I went on a hinge date with and he was like, let me guess, I guessed right. And then I kicked him in the shins because I was like, don't guess people's ethnicity. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> you don't win a prize. Um, so that's what you should do when someone guesses your ethnicity on a date. Actually, you shouldn't kick them. I don't condone violence. I think you should just like fart really violently and silently um, and just exit swiftly. Don't pay. Um, so I have a really low resting heart rate naturally. It goes between 40 and 50 beats per minute at rest for all the high performing athletes in the room. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Very efficient. Um, I, I don't know if, I, I like it. Uh, it's, I think it suits my disposition, but uh, it's not great like sexually. Um, it just, it takes a really long time for me to get anywhere. My boyfriend's like, why are you doing this? His forearms look like the Incredible Hulk. Um, <laughs> It's also not great at work. Um, in a recent performance review, I received the feedback, uh, you do great work, but you, uh, you look dead. <laughs> Which is great feedback because it's super actionable. I'll just do better at being alive, I guess. Um, you shouldn't Facebook when you're drunk. I learned this, uh, I guess, like five years ago when I lost my virginity uh, and my friend and I, uh, I went to school in New York, we're in the back of a cab coming back from some bar and she was like, oh, show me his picture on Facebook, on your Blackberry. And, um, and I just kept typing his name into Facebook over and over and I'm like, he's not coming up. 
oh well. And then my roommate texts me and she's like, uh, so did you mean to make Jim Aleskowitz your status three times? But this was before Facebook was like advanced and uh, so it didn't like tag his name in it. He couldn't see it, but I just, yeah, you just, you shouldn't, you shouldn't Facebook drunk. It's not good. Um, I guess what I'll leave you with is, um, so I've been, back to catcalling, I've been trying to like put together an equation to figure out how many times it's possible to get catcalled like in a given, I don't know, like parameter, that's not the word, but I'm not a mathematician. And um, I think it's gonna be something like square inches of exposed flesh over velocity multiplied by city block New York standard size, uh, plus give or take a dozen uh, points whatever that means, uh, if your headphones are out, because that's the universal, you know, symbol for like, I want attention. And, um, but then I just threw away my calculator because I remembered the answer is infinite. No matter where you are, I'm the Matt Damon in Goodwill Hunting of getting to the bottom of female body shame. Thank you guys so much. Matt Damon. That's a very funny joke. The Matt Damon of, of, of body shame. I love it. Your next comedian has makeup on which means there must be a reason. She must be on some show tonight because she wouldn't do that for us just because. She's, uh, she's going to be in front of real people later. I have a feeling she's on Broad City at Brainwash at 8 o'clock. Yeah, hosted by Ginny Ogan. She just keeps nodding. Hey, this is our small female rock block, and she's going to end that out before we go. And the, Yeah, look, and she's, her, the, it's all the way stretched. I didn't even know you knew how to do makeup. That's really exciting. Look at that. It doesn't even look, sometimes I let a nine-year-old do it for me because then, then I have no, ex, then there's no expectations when I actually do makeup and people are like, whoa, and I'm like, usually I let a nine-year-old do it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, she doesn't, she doesn't look like a nine-year-old who did her own makeup. She looks lovely and she's very funny. Everybody put your hands together for Mary Goss. Thank you, Pam. I feel like, yeah, I mean, I've said this before, but really I, do I look like a tire fire all the time? Like, like that's whatever, whatever I get, whenever I'm just like, oh, you know what, I've put in a mild effort today. Like, I'm, I'm still dressed like your lesbian little brother. Like, it's like, this is just me plus paint on my face. Um, so I feel like, like, I, I do hate it when people are surprised when I make an effort with my appearance, because I'm just like, shit. Guess I gotta step it up the rest of the time. Um, people are super into commenting on any change in your appearance, so that's always fun. Uh, I really wish I didn't have a visible tattoo, because, like, when you have a, a my visible tattoo. Yeah, I've never seen your visible tattoo. Yeah, I've got, yeah, I got three of them. It's a bee. I like bees. I don't have a good story for my tattoo, though, and people want to ask me, like, what's the deal with your tattoo? Like, why do you have it? They want me to talk about, like, oh, yeah, my great-grandmother was a bee, like... <laughs> It's just really meaningful to my life. It's not, it's not. I just think bees are bitching and I uh, was going through a weird, weird time in my early 20s. Um, so now I have a tattoo of a bee about it. That's exciting. Um, I was also thinking about cat calling, actually. That happens to me a fair amount and this is a brag. Um, it's just just me. But uh, my, my favorite kind of cat calling is uh, when someone says something that should be like, really mean, but they, or no, not really mean, really nice, but they, then they say it in a really mean voice. I fucked up my own joke, it's fine, it's fine. Um, but they say it in a really like angry and aggressive tone of voice, and I'm just like, I I'm very confused about how to feel. Like I was walking out of a gas station one time buying snacks, and um, this guy like gets like right up in my face and is just like, you're beautiful! <laughs> 
don't know how to respond to that. Uh, so I really, that's one of the times that I really wish I could turn into, uh, I feel like I'm stealing all your set now because this also ends on a Goodwill Hunting reference. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just doing it. Uh, I just really wanted to turn into bearded Robin Williams and just be like, it's not your fault. <laughs> it's not your fault. Yeah, it was not his fault. Uh, what else have I been thinking about? Uh, Y'all, pretty much everyone in here has seen me more than one, like, yeah, most of you. Um, I exist in the world, but the problem with having this personality is that people tend to think that I'm being very rude. I am not being very rude unless I'm doing it on purpose, um, in which case I am being very loud. But when I'm being quiet and muted and can't make eye contact, that's just because I'm weird. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how to fix that because that's just my personality. So I wrote it. What I really want to do is just like introduce myself with a disclaimer and just like, hi, Mary Cos. Like, I'm not going to talk uh, the first eight times you meet me. Just eight times I'm just going to look like someone set off a firecracker next to a deer. Yeah, like that. Um, and then the ninth time, though, I'm just going to ask you a bunch of really invasive personal questions because I do not know how to be friends. Um, yeah, but I do, uh, I am good at making friends when I'm drunk, though. I really like the theory that who you are when you're drunk is just like who you are at your core, because in that case, I'm delightful. Um, I, but I get to be like the drunk mom, like very much so, where I'm just like, have you been drinking water? Like, are you going to take Advil before you go to bed? When you go to bed? What color is your urine? I don't know. Um, so I'm a very, so I'm thinking that I am ready to be a mother now, as long as I stay drunk pretty much the whole time. So I'm excited for that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm Mary Goss. Give it up for Pam. Keep it going for Mary Goss. Yeah. Uh, I am wearing a skirt thing today, and it's going to be really annoying because every time I get up, it sticks to the back of my legs. And because I'm having my period, everything's really moist and kind of weird down there. So every time I sit down, I hear a whoop, like a... A strange like do you know what I mean so like and I keep yeah so there's like a there's there's visible there's visible sounds I'm just ending the female rock box the most female way I can I'm talking about my sweaty thighs and my period pants you know what I mean it's gonna be a happy Friday your next comedian has an unpronounceable last name uh, I'm gonna try it he's a funny guy I see him at brainwash all the time it's Hunter Yunake It's a uniac, but you know, I couldn't pronounce it either. Um, are we allowed to drink in here? Yes. What the fuck? This is my first time. No, it's cool. Thank you. I, I drank my 6:30 beer on the way here. Um, that's yeah, my first time here. I like this place. Uh, I feel weird about going to new places, especially in front of new audiences, because I don't know. It's hard to tell. Like whenever I come up, really? What? Thank you. Thank you. Everybody shut up. Nobody laugh. Oh, God, now I forgot my set. Oh, yeah, okay, fuck it. Um, I went to Japan in 2009. I was 14. I went with 40 high schoolers, and it was one of the most educational, fun times of my life. I realized that Japan has out America to America. All right, they have vending machines there that sell, that have a microwave for food, soda, and condiment dispensers. All right, that vending machine makes a better dinner than my wife. I'm joking, I'm 22. I don't have a fucking wife. I don't, have a I don't have a girlfriend either. I make my own dinners. 
I cook shittier than a glorified Japanese microwave. That's great. Um, went to a wedding last week. Weddings are fun. It's wedding season. Uh, I realize that weddings have weird traditions. Do you guys know the, um, the money dance? Do you guys know what that is? Yeah, for those of you that don't know, you, um, you, approach, the, uh, some, you approach the bride or groom, give them a dollar, pin it on their um, dress. I've been going to cheap weddings, apparently. That's all I've seen. Okay, they'll pin a $100 bill on the, you know, on the bride's um, dress, and then you get to dance with her. And that's a great way to start off a lifelong commitment based on mutual trust and respect. Just showering your um, the bride with uh, singles from the groom's bride party. I fucked up that joke. Oh, well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm from Ireland. Well, I'm not from Ireland. My family's from there. And when my granny turned 90, we all went over there. All 13 sons went over. Yeah, yeah. She was, she was 90. She was born in 1920s Ireland. You know, just straight up Irish Catholic. Huge family. So um, we all went over there. And one of the last people to come up was my Uncle Paul and his son. I'm not going to say his name, so we'll call him Fred. Um, and he walks in and goes to greet my grandmother. As, as he comes in to love this woman who has only shown love and nurturing for since he was a child, she just looks at him and goes, Now who the fuck is this faggot? <laughs> Before grabbing your cane, jabbing him in the stomach and like a drunken master splinter, hitting him on the chin on the reverse stroke. And he just goes down. I'm not even making this shit up either. Dude, this actually happened. All right, he just goes down. And as we all run to figure out what the fuck just happened, it kind of makes sense because, all right, how do I describe my cousin Rory? Uh, fuck, that's his name. Um, he looks like Justin Bieber on steroids. All right, and as he walks in with tight red Hollister pants, a matching Hollister pink shirt, fucking earrings, and at this point, and um, a jaw lock, and at this point, my granny's thinking to herself, he probably got the jaw lock from sucking too much cock. It made sense, because she thinks Justin Bieber was coming in to beat the shit out of her family. Um, it doesn't make sense, but my granny's 90, so she can think whatever the fuck she wants. And that's one Is that one minute? Okay, okay, good to know. Well, I'm just going to leave it off with that, then. Welcome, Hunter Uniac to Mutiny Radio. Yay! All right. Getting back to the ladies. I didn't know you were out of town, but now I know you're back. Thank you for your lovely comment saying that you missed us. Um, what you're dressed spectacularly tonight. It, is, I, it just you look so like you just walked out of a video. I hope that you're gonna go film something or something with this. You, the, you look great, uh, and it has nothing to do with that. Your comedy is also excellent. I just I I am trained to comment on the way women look. We all are, aren't we? Just trained to do that. It shouldn't matter, but it, oh, it, we all it's, we just do. It's like no, I, guess, I don't know. Am I cat calling? I don't know. Meow. <laughs> Uh, your next comedian is very funny. Put your hands together for Allison Hooker. I did miss you, Pam. I was in New York City, so I was having a really good time. But I miss this little radio station. Um, I live a block away, so maybe that's why. It's like easy for me to get ready. <laughs> I don't know. So um, actually, where I grew up, though, was Half Moon Bay. Uh, it's like an hour south of here on the coast. And it's actually called Half Moon Bay. It's the name of the little town. And it's known for an annual festival called the Pumpkin Festival, uh, where people come to our town to buy arts and crafts, and we weigh off which farmer grew the biggest pumpkin. Um, But because we're on the coast, we have a lot of surfers that live there, and they localize this place, this pumpkin town. And I just think that's hilarious. Uh, So, you know, the ringleader of the 
locals crew had like HMB and Old English tattooed on his chest <laughs> and the area code on his neck. And then the area code of Half Moon Bay changed. So he put the new area code underneath it, but then like an arrow showing how local he was. And then he wanted to go further with it. So he put like his grandfather's phone number before there even was an area code just to show how like deep his localism went, you know? He like beat people up for being kooks. A kook is someone who does not a surf. So he would get mad like if people were from over the hill. Over the hill is actually how we said it. He's from over the hill. <laughs> That meant like Burlingame. Um, so yeah, I think this little group of, of surfer boys who localized Hafun Bay tried to get our town into, into the big leagues, but couldn't. So you know, we were localizing against places like Pleasantville and Mill Valley, <laughs> Pacifica. <laughs> I don't know, super funny. I ran into this, uh, this guy not too long ago, and I was like, all right, well, we're in our 30s now. Um, and he started having conversation to me about like how people change and I was like, wow, okay, maybe Chad came around. Then he started telling me like people from our town have to stick together. And he was like, yeah, you know, recently I was in a local bar and I saw this kook from over the hill and we'll smash his face in the bar. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Um, yeah. I, I don't know, surfing is a funny little niche. I don't know like how relatable it is to people who aren't from a surfing town. Um, I actually used to teach people how to surf down in Santa Cruz. And I worked for your super classic uh, blonde surfer bro. He like grew enough weed that he could afford to buy a surf shop. And then he ran it like a stoner, but not like a mellow stoner, like a stoner who's addicted to weed, where when he didn't smoke, he was losing his mind. <laughs> So he would like be in the surf shop like, all right, everybody, we just, we need to, everybody needs to get on suits and jerseys. Like everything was going wrong. Nothing was right. Nothing was organized. And then he'd go back in the, in the back and blaze and come out and just be like, all right, everyone have a great class. Everything's going really well. He was pretty classic. Um, he had a tattoo of all the world's religions on his chest. Um, he wore a really expensive watch. Uh, that had no numbers on it because he made a lot of money and then he was always late everywhere uh, so he set the watch back and then when he was talking to me he was also trying to lie to me about what time it was so I would teach a longer surf lesson so he'd be like alright uh, right now it's basically alright so basically right now it's he was just trying to calculate three times <laughs> I had a digital watch. I was like, dude, I know, I know what's going on. All right, you guys, you've been great. Thank you so much. The only time I've been to Half Moon Bay is at the Ritz-Carlton when I've been a plus one for my friend's dermatology conference. So it's kind of weird, but it's always been in uh, November, so we get to see the biggest judged pumpkin. They stick it out front of the Ritz-Carlton so all the rich people before they go golfing can be like, look at that motherfucking huge pumpkin. I mean, like, Oh my God, that place is crazy. The houses are like six story crazy monstrosity. It's really amazing. Uh, Half Moon Bay is a lovely place filled with lots of money. Uh, it, is, it's, it is nice to be a rich person. <laughs> when I'm the plus one at the Ritz-Carlton, they don't even mind when I steal like 17, 18 shampoos from the cart. They don't even care. I can get soap for almost a whole half a year from them and no one says anything. 
my friend plays for the club room. Uh, anyways, so I, I love my friends rich. I like to pretend that I'm rich. Your next comedian. Uh, she has a show with me every Wednesday from noon to two called the Altcast. She's amazing. Everybody clap wildly. It's Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, win! Yay! Yes, hot pants. And just what you were saying earlier about the whole period thing, I'm on mine too, and it, my period saved my life this week. I'll tell you why. A little story. She's gonna catch it. <laughs> because I, uh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> because I almost fucked my bar back at work, Ooh. and so that's why I'm like, yes! <laughs> it would have been a bad, big mistake. Because who fucks their bar back? <laughs> that's just like, I mean, don't get me wrong, they work hard, but I'm a bartender, come on. I'm gonna fuck one of the other bartenders if I was to do any fucking at work. Yeah, so that mistake that almost happened after work, after drinking tequila and trying to save this drunk girl that works at Soul Sucking Cycle, which, which for those who don't know, that means Soul Cycle. I hate it, I hate it. Um, so she had been at the bar for like, I don't know, five hours trying to get with the bartender and it was just very lovely to see this go down. But by the time we, we closed, she was still there. We were going to another bar, she wanted to come and I'm like, oh shit. I'm, I gotta come, so because I have to babysit this girl. Long behold, once she locked herself in the bathroom and uh, puked, and we we actually had to go outside the bar, try to get her through the window to save her ass. And by the way, she was drinking Bud Light at this point. Oh. That's fucking sad. See, soul sucking cycle. See, <laughs> um, and so the owner's like, wait, I think we can use a credit card or do we have a hairpin to open the door? By the way, this is not at my job. This is at the bar we frequent. <laughs> so <laughs> we find a Barbie, uh, Barbie pin, Bobby pin, get her open. She's passed out toilet, right by the toilet, vomit. She's like, and then she wakes up like, oh, I'm fine. I'm where I am. I'm like, oh girl, you are not fine. Where are your friends? Where are your friends, girl? She's like, oh no, I'm moving back to New York in a couple of days. So, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm like, girl, you cannot fuck the bartender looking like this. You are a hot mess. I'm like, cause we had tried to give her ginger ale and water and try to be good people. Yeah. And she's still trying to fuck the bartender. My other, you know, the guy I work with, not me. Uh, and I'm just like, no, you sloppy. You gotta go home, boo-boo. You just, so she, we had to carry her ass out, you know. So then me and Tequila and Barback talking. I don't know why I decided to go to his hotel because that's where he lives. And, yeah, he worked it. That's why I went home too, because <laughs> I'm just like, no, but the thing is, the reason why I went home, because he started talking about how he was, in reality TV, and that's what he did. <laughs> so you really think I'm gonna fuck you now? I mean, seriously. And then you take me to your SRO room, and you're Mr. Big Reality Star. I was just like, and then I was just like, period, yes, no, bad. So there was no fucking for me that night. So uh, the next day I masturbated to some soft jams in the tub with a nice scented candle. And uh, then my battery died, and I was angry, and I was frustrated, and kind of regretted not having a bloody, bloody good time with the bar back. <laughs> so, but I wouldn't have done that. I'm, I'm a lady. I mean, I mean, I don't do that. I mean, I fuck on the first date, but come on. 
I don't know you like that. <laughs> well, um, I'm going to end it on that because that is the most interesting thing that happened to me this week. So, working in the fucking marina. Ugh. All right, I'm tossing this back to Pam. Latoya, the sheriff of truth. Captain Save-A-Ho. Oh, that was great. Absolutely. Saving drunk bitches in the marina. Making me feel safe, Latoya. Because if, if I go there, you know I got to get wasted. I can't hang out with any of those people without being shit-faced. Because once they start talking, they're like, in the futures of the next... Did you hear about what we're doing now? We're making cameras. We're putting 3D cameras on people's heads. This was the most boring thing I heard. And I wanted to... I was like, shut the fuck He's like, so the new thing I'm working on is that we're putting cameras on real estate agents' heads so that they can go in and take pictures so that people can just use that Google, that 3D viewer, and they never have to go to a house again. They can just go, they can just look at the house wherever you are. And I'm like, when you're touring your $1.3 million to $1.75 million homes in San Francisco that you can afford to buy, you fucking assholes. And we can't even keep this place alive. And they're like, oh, you should have talked to me last week. I mean, oh my God, right before that, I had to, I had to get rid of $4 million so you know I wouldn't be taxed on it. And they're 27. And you're like, you are a fucking piece of shit. If you would have ta- if you would have asked me for money last week, wow, that's when I had to, you know, I needed to give to a nonprofit last week, but now I'm fine. I never have to pay taxes again because I'm rich and I'm 27. <laughs> go, go keep fucking your, I mean, that's the funny thing though, right? Like guys in their 40s can fuck 23 year olds, but if you're a rich douchebag and you're 27, who are you fucking, 12 year olds? Like, <laughs> what, which direction do you go? You go up to, okay. uh, I hate them. Your next comedian, I, I, is he 27? I don't know, but he's not one of those terrible techie douchebags. He's like, uh, he does comedy, <laughs> which is nice. He's not a, he doesn't, he does soul cycle. It's okay. <laughs> he might, he might, he might, he might be a CrossFit fanatic. We're not sure, okay? Put your hands together, everybody. It's Jesse Warren. Yeah, I just, I just started doing CrossFit, actually. I did. It's, uh, it's fun. It's a lot like Fight Club, uh, except the first rule about CrossFit is always talk about CrossFit. It's the first, the first rule about CrossFit. Uh, I have a... All my friends are vegans. All of them are vegans. And you know when you, I know, when you hang out with a bunch of people with uh, like a similar belief, you know how you're l- more likely to adopt that belief? So I finally decided to get rid of all my friends, man. I, I don't want them anymore. One of my friends who wasn't vegan said, yeah, man, I went, I went vegan and I couldn't even last one day. Uh, then you didn't go vegan. That doesn't count. Uh, I think you gotta make it at least a day, otherwise you're just between meals. <laughs> Patting yourself on the back. Man, people like to share like their, their like lack of willpower. I don't like it, I don't like it. I had this friend, he goes, man, I had to hit the snooze button six times this morning uh, and he waited for me to reciprocate a story, and I didn't. Uh, I had a very productive morning. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to lie. This is a weird thing that you want from me. And like, dude, who who hits the snooze button six times? That sounds awful. You're just like fucking sleeping and then waking up every ten minutes. Sounds like a fucking pain, man. Have the foresight to set your alarm one hour back. Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm glad. Not a bad idea. Cool. Uh, 
I, uh, I, th- for me, I go through three phases of being single. Like, my first phase is I'm like, fuck girls, man. I'm just going to do me for a while. Just do me. And uh, that's what I did a lot of that. I was doing a lot of masturbating during that phase. But uh, the second phase is like, yeah, I'm open to a relationship. And if I'm in the second phase for too long, I go into the third phase, which is, yeah, I'm looking for a girlfriend. And uh, when I'm in that phase, it's kind of dangerous because what I'll do is I'll go to the club with the intention of finding a girlfriend which is dangerous because it's kind of like being ravenously hungry and then going grocery shopping at a Panda Express. Like I'll end up justifying why orange chicken counts as a serving of fruit. Definitely doesn't. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a weird thing to do. I'll like go to the club. I have to do this alone because what I do is really embarrassing. I'll try to have like these conver- I'm looking for the girl of my dreams at these clubs. So I'm just like, where do you see yourself in 10 years? <laughs> He's, she's just like, just trying to dance. Oh, gross. Gross. Uh, I, I, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, half Asian, and, uh, uh, most of the time I'm pretty happy about it. Uh, other times I'm mixed. God, I hate puns. They're so lame. I, I, I'm, other times I'm mixed. No, I'm, I'm half Chinese, half normal, and I actually have a thing... <laughs> For I have a thing for white girls. I have a thing for white girls. So if I, so most likely my uh, child, my children will be a fourth Asian, and if I raise them right, their children will be an eighth, and uh, until I squeeze out all the uh, impurities from my bloodstream. I hey 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 Pam, did I get? I helped you. Okay, great. Okay, cool. Uh. Uh, let's end it with a terrible joke. Uh, I, sometimes when I hook up with, uh, with a white girl, she'll say, one time she said, one time one of them said, uh, I, I can't believe I just hooked up with an Asian guy, uh, which is really fucked up. Uh, but uh, what I said was, I can't believe I just hooked up with a cripple. And she goes, wait, what? I'm not. <laughs> comment about it with, but then I forgot because the ending of it was so funny that my comeback was just completely decimated uh, that was rad your next comedian is also rad he had um, a great set this Tuesday when he was at Brainwash you guys are going to love him right now clap wildly for Adam Strawberry oh, thank you I like Harry Potter you guys like Harry Potter that whole extended universe it's big no <laughs> It's big news because uh, J.K. Rowling said there's an American like wizard school. It's pretty sweet. I took the online quiz to see what house I would be, but I actually got the same answer as last time, which is that I'm a virgin. <laughs> so I really hurt my feelings. We gotta check the quiz. Um, I have like a lot of pet peeves. I'm trying to be better at them, not letting them get to me so much. Uh, so one of them is like, you're talking to someone about a legal case, and they talk about the statute of limitations, and then some nerd will say, no, it's the statute of limitations. But I'm like. After a frame, it's always like, no, they mean the Statue of Limitations, the lost twin of the Statue of Liberty, that listed all the ways we would oppress immigrants. It's very forthcoming for our founding fathers to say you're welcome, the doors are open, but there's caveats. A little history. I like animals a lot. I like to read about animals. There's crazy facts. I like to sh- 
learn about sharing with people. Like a single ant can lift 10 times its own body weight, uh, 15 if it's trying to impress chicks. So that's pretty sweet. Uh, barnacles have the biggest dick to body ratio, that coveted DTB. Uh, penguins, penguins have the smallest, but if you ask them, they'll say, it's really cold in the South Pole. <laughs> Not fool me, penguins. Bees are really smart. Bees like communicate through dance, and they know the Earth is curved. And uh, actually, uh, they pulled out of Lehman Brothers right before 2008, so that was very prescient of them. <laughs> it can all work. Um, cuttlefish are these little freaky squids. They have two types of males. They have like alphas that have a harem of women they reproduce with, and then betas that impersonate girls to hang out with girls and impregnate them on, on the sly. It's very sneaky. <laughs> Um, the Latin name for cuttlefish actually translates to straight guys who do musicals. So. <laughs> yeah. Biology. Um, thank you. Uh, I don't like to. I don't like to impose on like the politics of like you know childbirth and stuff. Obviously, structurally, it's not something I should be too concerned about. But I do get bothered when women talk about like, the miracle of childbirth. This kind of irks me, because like. It seems to me like the one thing everyone has in common is that they like were born, right? Like if I had to pick a fact about anyone in this room, it would be like they were in a womb for nine months and they left at some point. It's ubiquitous. A miracle is something you can't believe happened, you know? I can believe you're pregnant. What I can't believe is that it's not butter. <laughs> can we talk about that for a second? Planned Parenthood? All right. I like NASA. NASA's sweet. Uh, they're dope, but they're running out of money. They have like no funding cutting all their funding. And so it's bad, because they want to go to Mars. I think they're looking for gold. Uh, and I respect that. But honestly, there's so much here on Earth we don't understand. Like, uh, we don't know what lies at the heart of our jungles, or like at the bottom of the deepest oceans. Uh, we still don't know why kids love the taste of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> Where is the funding Obama? All right, I'll leave on this. I'm trying to get into Hollywood. I'm trying to break it in. I'm sure a lot of us can relate. So I'm writing screenplays. But uh, these days, it's nothing original. It's all sequels and threequels. So I'm doing a sequel to my own. It's based off my Jewish heritage. I'm trying to really write from the soul. Uh, it's called The Diary of Anne Frank 2. This time, it's personal. Uh, <laughs> thinking like Kevin Hart for Hitler. Kind of turn that on its head. Right, thanks, guys. Go to for Pam. You got your second movie needs to be called Black Hitler. That'll be the tree. That'll be the the third the tree the triquel. What are they called now? The triptych trilogy. Trilogy. Thank you. I'm like triptych. I only know art. I don't understand movies. I'm like it's a triptych. It's like Bosch in the. Anyways, right? Heaven, hell, and the right. I, I'm smart in weird ways, just not in like normal way. I don't, I don't have a TV, so I have to read books like old people. Uh, your next comedian is not old. Well, I don't know if he's older yet. Well, he's from, he's all the way from uh, Russia. There he is. Yeah, look at that. Looking like a male model. Look at that smile. Put your hands together. It's Gene Fell. All right, thank you, Pam. You know, I, I didn't think anyone but my mom would ever compare me to a male model, so that was very nice of you. Ah, man, this is such a busy week, because, you know, guys, Game of Thrones ended, and so, you know, the next thing I know, I'm on, like, season three of The Wire, fucking second time, <laughs> for, for the second time, because, you know, like, 
like when you first think about it, it's like, yeah, you know, fuck it. Like I probably missed a few important things and I'm sure I'll be able to handle it. And, you know, why not do it? Kind of like the same logic that led to the second Iraq war, if you, if you think <laughs> about it. Um, let's see what else I have for you guys. Um, so the thing that pisses me off about Orlando the most um, that's kind of serious, Jess. This is not CrossFit shit. Like, you know, you have to, you know, people don't always talk about it. Um, I guess I'm really pissed off that of all the issues that are being brought up by both the media and the uh, presidential candidates, for some reason, no one is saying that it's fucked up that a sick guy would rather pretend that he is an ISIS terrorist than come out of the closet. That's just me. So, um, we, which leads us in, into kind of like the, uh, so I don't know if you guys heard the, one of the Mississippi courts, basically, so they have a law there that, you know, for religious reasons you can discriminate against gays and they were trying to strike it down and they did not strike it down because, um, because the judge said that the plaintiffs that they, that, that they were suing, that they basically had no damages. Uh, and I can see why he said that, because that particular, I mean, it must be really hard to find a gay couple in Mississippi uh, to go in front of a court. Uh, this particular couple, they were engaged to be married within five years. I mean, come on, give me a fucking break. They're not getting married. So they, they, they should have picked the, the different plaintiffs. Uh, I don't know. I think it's... Uh, I think the longer you date, the less is actually the chance that you're, actu that you're ever going to get married because it's really difficult to, um, you know, to settle for, uh, you know, for just having sex once a week. Um... <laughs> So, we have 30 seconds. No, a minute. A minute, okay. Um, somebody told me that I look like James Bond recently. Um, it was actually my mom. She said, you look, you look like a James Bond. Um, you know, and, and, and I kind of see where she was coming from because, you know, James Bond, like, drives these, like, really exotic sports cars and they have a manual transmission sign TC. And, uh, you know, I was... Uh, I arrived in my civilian clothes to a required family gathering in a Russian restaurant very far away and I changed into my suit. So there you go, just like James Bond. Um... I think I'm starting to understand what the fuck is going on with old people and technology. Like, it's not that they don't get it. It's that if you think about, like, the environment where they grew up, right? You, you're talking about basically, like, pre-baby boomers. The first piece of technology that they saw was probably a radio that their dad, like, brought in from work or something. And, you know... You fuck with the dial, you get your ass whooped, and now you're looking at a smartphone with like all those buttons. You're just you're just becoming nervous. Um, how much time do I have left? All right, thank you very much. Yay!
he does comedy more, he'll be able to feel what four minutes feels like. Yay! Your next comedian, I haven't brought out the cookie brownie treats, and I know how much he enjoys them. I'm going to bring him out in a second. If anybody wants any of their, their $5, you just put the money in the donation to the station. It's what keeps the station alive. Cookie brownie treats. That's how that works. Uh, he's, he's a wonderful individual. He's tall and smart and very funny. Uh, put your hands together. <laughs> it's Connor Doherty. Yay! Yeah, no, that's like the main difference is he wears sh- fucking short pants. It's like, dude, get some pants that fit. I, like, you need a pair of mine? Like, they're longer. They fit me. Is this like a performance art piece or why? What's going on here? Oh. I don't have enough hands for this. This is what happens when you give me a beer at 6.30. No good. Uh, I was eating a yogurt on the BART the other day. (laughs) Don't applaud that. (laughs) It's fucked up. I was that guy, but I was like, so I was going to be eating it in the BART station because the train was five minutes away, and I was like, I can eat a yogurt in five minutes, and then a train came, and I was holding the sign for our show with all of the... uh, pop male, pop stars. It's like a weird thing to be having in the train station, but it it blew away and I was chasing it because I knew Mary was going to fucking murder me if I lost it. So I'm running through the train station chasing a piece of cardboard with a bunch of male pop stars on it with an open yogurt, and I am very comfortable with my masculinity. But the point is I didn't finish my yogurt before I got on the BART because I was too flustered, and then I was eating it on the BART and there was a guy singing a 9-11 conspiracy which I had never heard before, but that's... Ethan, if you want people to remember your theories, put it in a fucking jingle. <laughs> uh, you know? There were clearly explosives inside the building. <laughs> Just put it to a tune! And there was like... <laughs> and, <laughs> and there was like... this. <laughs> there's like a guy just like hammered asleep having like night terrors <laughs> and I'm eating yogurt <laughs> but I was thinking about it and I was like well where else are these guys gonna do this right I could have eaten yogurt anywhere this is on me <laughs> I, I'm the one that fucked this up I'm the asshole cleaning yogurt off my pants on the BART train uh I feel like there was, there's, oh, Jesus, what's going on? I got a different thing to talk about. Uh, oh, yeah. I uh, used, so in my long uh, mental health saga, I used to do therapy. I don't anymore. But when I had a therapist, she would talk to me about being present, which I think, which is basically, I think therapy speak for like fucking sit still and try to make eye contact once in a while. <laughs> But <laughs> it's like you, you just like, I don't know. They just like, they're telling you things you already know, but they're like putting it in slightly different. I mean, I support it, but I don't know. That's I was just thinking about that because I, I just I fucking shake and shit and it makes people nervous. <laughs> I got heckled by some hearing impaired folks at the Eagle last week because 
like I was like this, and they're <laughs> this, like they're like one of the dudes was nonverbal, and he, and he goes, <sighs> like this is me chill, dude. This, this is like me in a good mood. I had never been. I didn't know how to respond. Like, how do you? You can't just like yell. They can't hear you if you yell at them. I don't know what to do. Anyway, uh, it's it's been a weird one. I think. I think I'm done. Did you give me the horn, or did I? Yeah. Okay. So I'm done. <laughs> anyone feel weird ever because he has dimples. <laughs> he can try and try, but it just ain't gonna happen. <laughs> uh, your next comedian, I'm so excited to be on your show on the 23rd of this month. Um, I heard I get to go up against Tim Pizza. We're both very excited. It's called Comedy Chalk. Chop, it's at Purple Onion, and it's run by this amazing next comedian. Clap wildly for Katie Korn! Hello. Hello. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not Adele. But people tell me I look like her, so you can too. I know, right? You're mind blown. Also, Drew Barrymore. I know. I know. <laughs> Radio listeners, I did the lip thing. I know. I know, you guys. This is not what I was came up here to talk about. I was going to be like serious. I was going to do like a TED Talk, actually. That's what I was going to do. There's a lot of shit going on. I feel a lot of like, I feel a lot of things. I'm also awkward and a comedian, so that just kind of goes, well, you said you were like awkward. I was just saying like, we're both. No, you're putting that on me. You're awkward. (laughs) (laughs) I'm awkward. You are awkward, so are all of you. So fuck you, this is why we come here and we love it. So we're like, let's be weird together. Yay, mutiny. I've said nothing I had planned. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) All right. Um, So I'm trying to make compassion funny. It's not yet. All right, I get it. It's cool. It's cool. There's just a lot of shit going on out there, and I just I can't deal with it. I feel all the things. Everyone's fucked up. I hate hate. I'm in love with love. I really am such a hippie. Um, compassion. It's weird. We have all these bodily things, and we're just these bodies, and we're all the same. We're all just sacks of like weird, gooey, intricate designs that like do weird things and like produce other things and toxins, and then it draws it out, and then it just, it's all this thing. We're all connected, right? That's a thing. We are. I know it. (laughs) (laughs) I do that for a job, and I touch people, and we're all the fucking same. We all have the same things and tension, and we just need to learn that and get that through our fucking heads. <sighs> I'm, I'm crazy right now. Okay, so this is what happened. So I went, went to a tea shop, ordered some tea, as you do. And uh, this woman, I went up to her and I was like, hi, what kind of tea do you have? Like a, qu- like a normal question. She was like, oh, oh my God, oh, f- whatever. Here's the menu. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, and I hate when people hate me, I hate it. So I was like, okay, thanks, I'll just take this one, thanks, and here's a tip. And I was like, super, the da 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 da, you know, like nothing got a, a smile from this woman. I was just like, you're a bitch. It's not me, it's your bitch. You're fuck you, you're a hoe. And I sat down with my tea and I can't calm down. And I watched her walk to the bathroom right away, booked to the bathroom. She was in there for 13 minutes. I counted, I did. <laughs> I was like, 13 minutes. So she came out, she's a new woman. I was like, oh, you just had to take a shit. (laughs) She just had to blow it up, you know? And I was just like, I know that feeling of being like, you know, shit happens, you know? Thank you. 
shit happens. And um, I just found myself being like, it wasn't, uh, she's not a bitch, she's just human. And I just wanted to say that, we're all human. Um, as we get older, our, uh, the curses that our parents have put upon us start coming up, right? You know, what's a, what's a curse for you uh, that your, what your parents have given you? Uh, being bitter. Being bitter, all right. I, I was just gonna say like chin hairs for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> being bitter is something I did on my own, you know what I mean? It's just chin hairs. I'm always trying to get rid of them. It's not working. Um, and it actually happened after my mom died, so I feel like it's her. So I don't, I don't want to like get rid of them, you know. But I'll look into the mirror in my car and I'll see them. And I'll try to get it. I'm like, fuck you, mom, you know. I'll get it and I, it doesn't come out and I'll just curl like a present, you know, just a little, like a little ribbon. It's great. Um, so when I go out and that's what I do to get fancy is I curl my chin hair. So. <laughs> That's what I'm going to go do now. Let's go get ready. Um, I'm Katie Gordons. Have a good night. Yay, Katie Gordons. I have a lot of chin here, too. Yay. Chin here. Just everybody remembered of tonight, the best set gets guess it. So uh, we, had a, we had a recent cancellation on tonight's Hell Hat, so we're going to have an extra space for a comedian who kills it. Like our next comedian always does, and he's been on the Hell Hat before, uh, which is tonight at 8. But he's going to wow you guys right now with this amazing comedy. Uh, he's super great. He was on the showcase on Tuesday, and he does wonderful things all over town. Clans clapping. It's Clay Newman. Keeping the chin hair train rolling. <laughs> if your theory is true, then my whole family must have died on a bus. Because like, they're mom died anyways all right <laughs> I like you guys have been having a lot of feelings these last couple days I've been trying to cope with it the only way I could think I, the only way I know how the best way I think to deal with this situation and that is by catching all the Pokemon I am catching <laughs> all of them have you guys been playing Pokemon Go it is the answer to our problems it's uh it's so basically I think this is exactly what happened. I think shit started going down in the country. Things got crazy. Questions needed to be answered. And instead, Barack Obama's like, oh shit, uh, 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 distraction, I choose you. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it is this, this game, like, I don't understand. It's like playing Monopoly with three pieces. There's, like, there's the purple shitty Baltimore Avenue, and that's it. Like, that's the only game. It's the game right now is you walk around the city, and it's kind of neat because, they, like, say the mural right outside. That's items. You can click on the mural. There's, like, a little thing that posts up. And it's cool because it's a great way to walk around the city and see things. Perhaps the best way other than just walking around the city and seeing things. Uh, <laughs> because you're actually on your phone the whole time. <laughs> you can't battle each other. You can't raise the Pokemon. Basically, <laughs> this game, <laughs> this game is, uh, uh, I should've ended with the first thing. Uh, all right, all right, I forgot. I, I, you just watched me realize that I said the closer like halfway into that bit, okay. <laughs> See, here's the thing, like, I don't, I don't usually come up here with notes. People think it's because I prepare. I just can't read. 
I'm just as unprepared as you guys. Uh, I uh, recently went up to Portland, which was cool. I've never been more mentally prepared for a city in my entire life. Like you, you all know exactly what Portland is. You know, Portland, Portland. If you were here with San Francisco ten years ago, it was amazing. I saw three people with a parrot on their shoulder. I was there for forty hours, forty hours total. I was asleep for at least twelve of those hours. One of those people, the parrot was on the bike, which is irresponsible parrot ownership. I think that's. So that was not a happy, like, yeah! Yeah! like, that's not a happy animal. At no point, like, it's cute if it's just sitting there, but if it's, like, freaking out. <laughs> the San Francisco version of that now, I'm, I swear I'm not making this up. I've seen it. It's, it's not a hippie with a parrot on its shoulder. It's a guy in the marina with a fucking hawk. A hawk! He walks around the marina with a hawk! <laughs> Is your dick too small for the Lamborghini? You need a hawk? <laughs> the only good part about Hawkman, his name is Hawkman. I'm sure he calls himself Hawkman. Or probably just, I'm the hawk. The only good thing about the hawk is that it scares the shit out of every tiny, worthless rat dog in the marina. It's amazing, because this thing just sits on its shoulder and it can't fly anywhere, but it's like, foo! And they're like, this is every nightmare. All right. I'm Clay Newman. You guys are awesome. Enjoy your night. Clay Newman. That was awesome. Yeah, we're going to speed it up because I want to get everybody in. Your next comedian is one of my favorite people, and he just came out with a new video with Timothy Pizza. Uh, he is the voice of Werner Herzog, and if you don't know it by now, then you don't pay attention. Uh, everybody put your hands together for Stefan Massey. Yeah. Thanks, Pam. Good, um, good note to begin on because last night I learned that if I'm having some writer's block and I need a, a new five in a hurry, all I need to do is watch a Werner Herzog movie I haven't seen before. <laughs> yeah, like it was, it was, it was, it was really weird because like I was just, you know, I was like 30 minutes into it, and I'm, um, and then he starts calling this guy an idiot over and over. And I just go into my Word doc, and the, and the shit just starts flowing out of me. Like, it was just so natural, and like, I think it's what sex is like. I, I, I'm, I can't be certain, but, but I think that might be it. So this movie, The White Diamond, it's about this dude who, um, some years back, uh, went out into the jungle with his best friend, and they tried to make a blimp, because blimps have been really not in vogue since the whole Hindenburg thing. Um, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like the movie like opens with them talking about how the Hindenburg like just totally soured everybody on blimps for, for years. Um, but you know, honestly, like if you told me when I was a kid that uh, my muse would be a German septuagenarian filmmaker, I'd have been a little disbelieving to say the least. No, seriously, every time you watch one of his movies, you're just going to write like you'd never written before. Uh, it's, and you know, now, right now it's difficult to surreptitiously watch them since I know he'd read me the filth if I were to be open about the fact that I haven't seen all his movies, but I make sure to keep the volume low on my headphones and only watch him while he's sleeping in the top bunk. Uh, uh, so I think it's ever changing, but my current thesis about Werner is that he hates people and he respects nature. Um, so, and 
like I said, uh, what really got the juices, the creative juices flowing was when he starts calling the guy who's created this amazing scientific achievement an idiot ad nauseum. And, and he's about to take the blimp out for its first test flight. And he's, he's like, it, it would be stupidity of the highest order if you did not allow me into the blimp to film. And the guy's convinced that he's saying this because he thinks there won't be a second flight. And he's, he's like, if, if this could be considered a noble or heroic stupidity. And then two minutes later, he says, in a voiceover, it was because I believed this would perhaps be the only flight. Uh, <laughs> and like when he does finally get it out for like the, the main, like the real flight, he goes into some indigenous dude's hut, wakes him up when he's sleeping in his hammock to like to be like, excuse me, sir, if you, what, if you could just take a look at this, this blimp outside of your window. Like, hey asshole, some fucking majesty is happening. If you'd care to share in the unparalleled scientific achievement that your podunk backwards excuse for a nation is lucky enough to be playing host to. And he even lets the guy who built the ship talk about how nature killed his friend, which is just a cautionary tale for the viewer disguised as a genuine emotional moment, really. Uh, and then what my favorite bit in the movie was the fact that they got this guide uh, to these waterfalls where there's this like hidden cavern. And the dude just starts randomly talking about how he comes out next to this waterfall every morning and practices his sweet dance moves. And I was shockingly, you know, surprised and uh, elated to, by, by the end of the movie, they, there's a whole montage of him doing the moonwalk, the, all these killer fucking moves. It was a hugely beautiful payoff, but it's next to a waterfall. So that's Werner saying to us, look at this fool attempting to compete with the natural draw of this amazing landmark behind him. And um, they also had uh, this one guy who was assisting uh, with the blimp. Uh, he would not go up in the blimp unless he was allowed to bring his pet rooster with him. Seriously, the guy goes on for five minutes about how this rooster's his best friend. It's been with him for years, and he loves it. And I just, it was really heartwarming to see someone have such a tender relationship with their cock. Uh, I'm Stefan Massey. <laughs> I can only do Bjork. I, I, I feel like such a kindred spirit because um, as, as he can do Van Arhatsok, I, I can do his, do the Bjork voice, you know, from Iceland. No, I know it's everyone from Iceland talks like this. I don't understand why, why does the polar bear only step in the same river once? I don't understand the underground aquifers, you know? It's so... Don't let poets lie to you. <laughs> your next comedian's a very funny lady. Put your hands together for Brooke Heineken! Keep it going for Bjork, guys. Um, how's it going? Everybody? In-person radio station attendees of San Francisco? Can't say that with full confidence. This is the, the full slick. Okay, so... Um, not, uh, I've been trying to compete. Florentina last time brought like these native Romanian candy bar things. Don't get too excited. I don't have edible food for you. Um, but I decided to bring something from my culture for you guys, and that is flash tattoos. If anyone would like some of these, it's like a very basic bitch thing. Um, but I bought a pack of these because for an event, I decided it would be a great idea to put little gold stars all over my face which was wonderful. These are actually, if anyone wants these, these are leftover. Um, I woke up the following morning. I was like, oh, this looks super cute. And I was super drunk. Uh, and then I woke up and realized I looked like a basic bitch, Mike Tyson. Just like, <laughs> face, 
Be like if uh, <laughs> be like if uh, if Lil Wayne used Pinterest. That's, that's what it ended up looking. So those are yours to have um, if you'd like them. I my first time using those. Um, I'm trying to do like girly shit now. I have to. I'm I'm recently single. I'm trying to like girl it up a little bit. Uh, I'm I'm not good at it. I'm not good at girly things. My effort clearly only goes about ankle high here. Um, and I tried to use like one of those like self leg waxing kits. Uh, did not go well. But I well I, I guess it kind of did go well because uh, you know you don't have hair where you don't have skin. <laughs> uh, oh shit! I gotta tell you about a dream I had that includes this place. Uh, so I've talked about my cat kazoo non-fucking-stop. I had a dream that I brought her into work. I'm not allowed to take cats to work. I've been explicitly told that. So I had a dream that I brought her to work in a backpack. And then one of my colleagues came over to me and was like, we have an emergency. We need to go ride a roller coaster. And I was like, oh, God, I don't work in the roller coaster industry. Um, and then halfway through the roller coaster, I remembered about the cat, the kazoo that I'd shoved in the backpack. So I went back to go get her. And then I was like, oh, shit, I'm late to go to mutiny. So I came to Mutiny, and I opened the backpack, and the cat came flying around and tearing around the radio station, and Pam was really mad, because I know she doesn't like cats. So then she ran outside. The cat cat ran outside, and she ran under a van, but there was a bunch of people breaking into the van, so I couldn't go get the cat. And I spent the rest of the dream, the whole evening, wandering around San Francisco, checking every cat that I saw to make sure it had both eyes. That really happened. I've been telling people about that dream all week. Um, What else did I got? Uh, I was going to make fun of Jesse for saying that he goes to the club. I've never heard anyone actually seriously say that they go to the club. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, I don't know if it's... Uh, da, da, da. I'll end with this. Um, I, You might... Da, da, da. What am I going to end on? Um, yeah, okay. So we don't go to church anymore in my family. We are. You might look at me and think that I'm uh, Catholic, but I'm too happy to be Catholic, so clearly I'm Protestant. Uh... <laughs> I haven't gone to church, though, since one fateful Christmas Eve in which I was the acolyte, which is like a Klansman and braces type situation, walking down the aisle with a big candle, and then I spilled, why is this whole set around wax? I spilled wax all over my face, uh, and nobody noticed, so I just sort of kept going down the aisle, tipping this candle back, and by the end, I looked like the final scene in a porno. Thanks, guys. Or like a Catholic choir boy. Either way, it totally works. You can take that if you want. You can make fun of the Catholics. That's what you can do. I'm not going to do that. Your next comedian, uh, he (coughs) has long, pretty, curly hair. I'm not going to choke right now. He's so, his beauty is so overwhelming that I'm falling apart. Everybody put your hands together for Alex Warren. All right, wow. Um, first of all, I just want to thank all you guys for being here because if you weren't here, uh, then none of this would be worth it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, oh, about your dream, uh, dream interpretation. So I think the, yeah, I think that the cat represents your inner child, and then work probably represents work. Roller coasters represent sex. Um, so you forgot your inner child the last time you had sex, and um, I don't know. You need Thank to work you. more. <laughs> That's probably me that needs to work more. Where does Mutiny work? Um, that was after the roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I need to crowdsource this. Cole, what, is, what does it mean? Fuck if Cole knows. If Cole doesn't know, no one knows. 
That's what I always say. Uh, yeah. I like that you're showing all your tattoos, and normally I don't know all the tattoos that you have. Okay, now it's getting racy in here. Ex excellent. Did you guys, I went to Vegas, um, and I, I actually hate Vegas because part of it's jealousy, and whenever I get jealous, I get really angry, and there's all these beautiful women, and they're sort of unobtainable for me, so I'm sort of just like, fuck this place and all this stupid, shiny bullshit. Uh, and that's my reaction. I started to listen to Nietzsche a little bit, but that just like worsened my mood and I didn't understand it because it's fucking confusing as shit. And how can you concentrate when you're walking around surrounded by fucking, you know, whatever, police officers or strippers, whatever you call those people that are like police officers, but they're really strippers. <laughs> Stripper, what? Strippergrams. Strippergrams. Yeah. I think they're strippers. Yeah. <laughs> they come to your door. They come to your house. They're hoes. Hoes. Surrounded by some co costumed, costumed hoes. That's what it's really about. Um, but I also saw my dad, and he gave me some really good advice, I think. I don't know. About dating, he's just like, just make sure that the girl, like, that she's not a loser. That's, that's honestly what he told me. He was very serious about it. Uh, that's my dad. He's sort of an asshole, um, and his advice isn't that great, but, uh, well, I had a whole idea of where to go with that, but I think that it's kind of the sort of thing that would alienate you, but don't worry about it. What I was thinking is, how would I test, though, if a girl's really a loser, and I think if she, I'd play her tic-tac-toe in a playground, you know, with the little blocks and stuff, and if she can't handle that shit and she loses more than, uh, uh three out of five times, she's a loser. I think that would be a solid test. Tic-tac-toe is a fucking game where you don't lose, honestly. <laughs> yeah. All right. What else? Okay, so in Vegas, you look concerned. Is it because this, is, this isn't the worst that I've done? You should have seen the worst. It was so awkward. <laughs> Brooke was there, and she said that I was sticking to my brand. <laughs> yeah. But, but one last thing about Vegas, though, is that if you get really drunk and the next day you're fucked up and you need to recover, you can get, a, you can get like, fucking an IV of vitamin B12 and saline. Yeah. But they do that as a service. I guess you guys, you, you're hip to the jive. You guys know about that shit. But uh, I don't know. It just blew my mind. I talked to the, the fucking EMT, and she's just like, yeah, I do that every week. Um, what the fuck kind of world do we live in? That's, that's it, all right. Yay! Alex Warren, I was looking at you funny because when the microphone's far away from your voice, you create feedback, so that was making me nervous. Uh, and then also about the saline, my ex-husband was an emergency veterinarian, okay. so we had saline around the house for all kinds of reasons. And it, no, no, it's really great. If you're super hungover, you just give yourself an, like no, you just give yourself a catheter in your wrist with the IV solution, and it takes about 20 minutes, and you feel like a normal person again. It's really great. Yeah, just give yourself some fluids. That's all. A hangover is ostensibly just that you've, um, you, you're, not, you're not hydrated enough. And so, and if your skin tense, that's the real trick. If you pull up your skin like this, and then when you pull down, it still stays up, that means you need some fluids like stat, right? Anyways, you do it to cats, too. If your cat is kidney failure, and you go like this, and it stays, like, take your cat to the vet. I know, too, I did, I know just I enough to be... No, I love cats. I know just enough to be dangerous. I, I, I but I, I love, I love animals. 
Your next comedian. Why does it smell like vinegar in here? Who douched in the? It was you. Did you? What did you? Did you clean the bathroom for me while I wasn't paying attention? Or? All right. Put your hands together for your next com- vinegar comedian. She just ate a delicious-looking Twix I've never seen before. It's Journey Roberts. Yeah. You should read this can. Have you read the new can? No, you should totally read. They're trying to give money away to people. You should take some of it. I know you got that inside. That inside. I've been accused of being a basic bitch. <laughs> and I am. I'm a basic bitch who I'm a basic bitch who works three hours a day, so fuck all y'all. Uh, I live on a school bus and then I work Task Rabbit in my Massimo and my uh, thrift store because I don't wanna spend my time for other people. So I'm a basic bitch, which is why I smell like apple cider vinegar. Cause shampoo's expensive. I don't <laughs> I don't, if you want to be a cheap ass cunt like myself, uh, I'm using just shitty, just head and shoulders at the moment because it works, but you can use, uh, what's the, what's the hippie soap? The hippie soap? Dr. Fucking Bronner's and apple cider vinegar is a perfectly fine, (laughs) perfectly fine conditioner. Uh, you will irritate people and let them know that you're a basic bitch, but I'm not an empire person, so I don't care. Like some people, you just want to like introduce yourself and say, "Oh no, I'm." You don't understand. Like I'm a dirtbag. Like some people are just dirtbags. I'm like, you. <laughs> we're not coming together on the money thing. I don't. I don't want money. I do, but I don't want to. You know, do anything for it. <laughs> I don't want to like. You know, learn other people's bullshit. I don't know. What do you guys feel? Are you learning other people's bullshit? I'd be. I. I could pull drinks for money. <laughs> Completely. Totally okay. Um, just uh yeah <clears throat> how you guys feeling are we gonna wh- how you guys feeling about the whole like a uh, humanity thing are we gonna <laughs> what are we what are we doing yeah right thumbs down sir on with you i don't know like it just seems like we're in wild west territory maybe we always have been i keep thinking of the ronald you guys remember the ronald reagan slogan no because none of you were alive but <laughs> me either yeah um, uh, ronald reagan uh his thing was, it's morning in America, which is nonsense. Now it's morning in America because white people are finally, like, getting a little bit woke. <laughs> like, like a little, now it's fucking morning in America. I don't, I don't think anything has changed. I just feel like the cameras are on now. I don't think, any, I don't think there's anything new going on. I feel like if you had tried to cover Black Lives Matter in the '60s, everyone would just would have gone, "Oh, how unpleasant!" I'd turn that shit off. <laughs> Like that's the only thing that would have they would have got oh, dreadful mm. <laughs> and shut that shit down. I don't know. But here's the thing, guys, if we're just gonna like let the whole shit go and like just buy guns and start shooting each other, like I don't wanna be left out. <laughs> like if that's just like some people some people think the world is real. I don't know how you feel. Anyone real? world real anybody like I feel like every every fucking mystic is like, oh none of this shit is. Actually, <laughs> are you believe like, it's all like that matrix shit of of uh, you think that's air your br- like that's every fucking philosophy is none of the shit matters. So like if we're just gonna like buy guns and start shooting each other, like I just don't want to miss out. That's all. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Like I would I would prefer to take shit seriously and like you know what's all that ridiculous but like fall in, all that bullshit, fall in love, all that nonsense, all that but like live a good life. Like I'd like to do that, but I'm just saying if we're gonna like just be zombies, I'll be a zombie. I'm just a lowly basic follower bitch, guys. That's all I. You just have to clue me in. Like, let me know which direction we're going so I can get registered quick. That's all I'm saying. Thank you so much. Journey 
all need to wake up and realize that the Second Amendment needs to be dispelled because the whole reason it was put into, prog- into place was so that we could rise up against our oppressor, the English. But now, our own people have guns that are so crazy, it doesn't matter if you have a handgun, they have predator drones! We're all gonna die! We can never raise up against our oppressors like the Second Amendment was designed for us to do! We're fucked! And so it's just, we just get to kill each other now because we're too stupid to realize that Police should have billy clubs, not guns. Duh. Like, why do they need to shoot us from far away when they can just beat us up up close? It's so much, you know, because then you'd, well, you'd, actually, you'd actually have to have a conversation with someone before you beat them with a billy club instead of standing from 30 yards and shooting them. You know what I mean? Huh. Duh, duh, anyways, I have, I have things politically to talk about. Uh, your next comedian, who knows who's going to talk about it? It's been a while since we've seen him, but you're going to love him. Put your hands together. It's Brady Hold. Uh, what am I going to talk about? You know what? I, uh, I know this is, okay, tampons, right? Okay, hear me out, ladies. Um, (laughs) what if they put a pregnancy test in the tampons, right? Okay, just for that rare month when it's, when you could be on that show, I didn't know I was pregnant, and you have this thing called spotting, where it's not period blood, it's baby's blood, uh, and your little tampon could tell the difference. What if it came out like in a candy cane stripe? stripe? I don't know why. Santa babies, um, minty baby, I don't know. Okay, let's, let's move on to some regular Brady Hold humor brought to you by Brady Hold. So I'm living in the car because uh, I'm single and <laughs> broke up with the girlfriend I don't know why. I do. She's a liar. I, uh, so I'm living in the car, trying to stay fit, trying to do some car yoga, you know, trying to make some different poses. I got this one where I hold on to the handle thing here and the one here, and then I pull up. It's like a pec stretch, doing that, doing the old, uh, you know, this one, I call this one $9 in the bank account. Oh, it's to nine? This one, next one, uh, showers on the beach. I'm not even basic bitch enough to be using apple cider vinegar. I'm just using the Dr. Bronner's because I like if like I don't know I don't even really need the conditioner. I just put that on and on hair day, you know that's like <laughs> you know just because I live in my car and I'm one step away from being homeless. Literally one step. If I step outside my car, I'm homeless. You know, it's like just because I'm homeless doesn't mean that I can't be be looking nice on hair day. I um. You know, do you live in the car? Try, try and few things like you got. I can park anywhere after dark, but I gotta be out before it's light. So I've got a bit of a car few, as it were. <laughs> Thank you. I also, uh, you know, wanted to try to get some things in my next apartment that are similar to driving the car, like a hybrid. You know, hybrid car. I'm going to get a hybrid apartment. You know, it could be. Half, uh, it could be, you know, uh, it could be a cross between something I can barely afford to pay and a cross between something I can barely live in. I uh, could get an apartment, you know, 
Just like my car has a busted tranny, I could get an apartment with a busted tranny just for an, ad- an adventure. Adventure fun times, Brady Hold. We already talked about the pregnancy test thing. What else do we want to talk about? I've been taking some dietary fiber, some Metamucil. Also meditating a lot, trying to you know get some spiritual enlightenment. So I've got some meditation for my chakras and some Metamucil for my shitras. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. I'm Brady Hold. Pam Benjamin is your host. I love your puns. Shitras, making it new, making it your own. I love it. Uh, your next comedian is a stalwart here at Mutiny Radio. I'm, I'm sad to see about his uh, new, it's almost like you have a little sunburn. I need to get you some sunscreen. Yeah, sunburn. I'm, gonna, I'm going to the dermatology conference and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you back some sunscreen. Like a spray on, you won't even notice. He just doesn't, his patient compliance is an issue for our next comedian, but he's a wonderful human being. It's Ethan Albers. Yay! You guys really have some fucking problems. I sp- I'd like, it's very rare I sit through a whole comedy show, but Jesus fucking Christ. Black, yogurt, period. Do I need to start bad dreams? Roman Leo, don't get me started there. Vinegar? I do the same thing. Whoa, just outdoor extreme dude, Zane Barrett. Jesus fucking Christ, there's problems. But I have it solved, dude. I have all your guys' problems solved right now. Right now, from Dean Martin's Evil Couldn't Evil, Mr. T Roast. All your guys' problems are solved. The classic Rat Pack VHS combo, Mr. T Evil Couldn't Evil. Chains and motorcycles, what's fucking cool? Nothing, yogurt, baby, there you go. That's what you want. Jesus, I love that thing. You need to cake take that home. Uh, you're a nerd. I know you're a VHS. I threw it at the right guy. I would have thrown it at Roman Leo, but I know he's more like a Betamax laser disc kind of guy. So just to date him, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I was on the phone recently with my mom. Uh, I found out something interesting about my dad. Apparently, my dad was called twice. He's a very smart guy. He went through like trial stuff and he was called twice when I was a little kid uh, to, and was invited down to Burbank, California to be on Jeopardy to be on Jeopardy with Alex Trebek yeah and I grew up poor in Portland and my dad refused to go because my mom says he didn't want to go to the bathroom away from home that's fucked up. I could have had braces. We were poor. We had no walls. It could have been good. But because my dad couldn't dump in fucking Burbank. Roman Leo, you understand my pain right now. You do. Pam, you got some tattoos. I like the tattoos. That's good. I wish I had like a really shitty. Anybody have a tattoo in here they fucking hate? A shitty tattoo. I wish I You look, look toy. I mean the cherries. Let's go ahead and be honest. I'm, jo- I'm joking. I wish. I wish I had a shitty tattoo. It's I, a cherry bomb. I, uh, it's a cherry bomb. Okay. I wish I did have a shitty tattoo. Like, like I don't know. Like, I see somebody with a shitty tattoo, and I'm like, okay, that's somebody with some, like, uh, some like, family problems. Right? I wish I had that. I wish I had that because I have family problems. Like, my family problems are if the tattoo equivalent of two dolphins kissing. Like, that's what it is. Like, a lower back tattoo of two dolphins kissing. That's my family life problems. Tramp stamp right here. Just yeah, boom. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. 
Dude, I'll let you tattoo. Pam, I will let you tattoo me. You're the only woman I'll let a tattoo me, okay? That's not that bad. That's not that bad. Who's Michael? It says Oman. I'm fucking with you. So, <laughs> Roman Leo. Why does it say Roman Leo? <laughs> I'm joking. I, uh, uh, I'm going to leave you with the best dog I've ever owned. I have a dog now. She's like, eh. And she knows that. She knows she's not the best dog. You have, like, people say that's always one person going, oh, oh, how could your burnt dog not be your best dog? I'll tell you why. Because I had the best dog ever. I got him a 60s, a Rottweiler the pit bull. His name was Hoosier. He was the shit. He was the shit. We live in a house of six guys. We live in a house of six guys, and as a puppy, we did one thing for him. What we did was we thought it was funny to take kitchen knives and plastic handles. We put it in his mouth, and we, put, we played what we called Pirate Puppy. He'd run around the house with a knife in his mouth and play Pirate Puppy. It's adorable. You check it out. Don't look at me like that. A puppy with a knife. It's adorable. Pirate Puppy. Here's the thing. That Robert Pitbull grew up to be a 170-pound dog who still played Pirate Puppy. So he's running around the door. You're knocking at the door. You're like, Jesus Christ, it's a dog. It's a big dog. It's going to kill me. He has a fucking knife. Are you kidding me? He's going to stab me, not bite me. This is fucked. Pirate Puppy, I'd eventually hide all knives in the house because Pirate Puppy would come in and he would wake you up. He'd wake you up. Like, you'd wake up and it'd be like almost like you're on a plank. You'd be like there. He'd be like, Army matey, you're going to walk the plank today. It's like, Pirate Puppy, the knife is on my throat. I will take you out to go to the bathroom later. Uh, that's for my time. Pam Benjamin, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, your next comedian. I mean, I wish that rugby made millions and millions of dollars because I'm sure that you would be killing it in that realm. Uh, I stalked his Facebook. There's lots of pictures with him and his beautiful thighs and other men with their beautiful thighs all just doing things together. <laughs> Nobody else. It's a gay rugby team, but I can, I can, well, I, I respect and love every moment that you're playing on the pitch. Is that what they call it? It's, yeah! Put your hands together, it's Johnny Isaacs! It's funny, because on my gay rugby team, we wear those exact socks while playing rugby. I'll introduce you to some of my my straight rugby team that I also play for. They're all straight, white, 22-year-olds, and they're obsessed with women. I hadn't been around people like that since I was 22, and uh, it's fucking weird. Um, yeah, playing for a gay rugby team is a little bit of a different experience. Matt will tell you, he played for them as well. Different bunch of guys. Anyway, happy 4th of July, everybody. Happy 4th of July. Independence Day, or as we call it where I'm from, Treason Day. Or Traitor's Day, or Treacherous Bastards Day, whatever you want to call it. But actually, we're not, um, we don't really lament the loss of the US anymore because uh, our countries have gone very different ways and we don't have guns. Uh, so I think we're winning on that one. We have racism, we have a lot of underlying racism, but we don't have guns, so it's a bit easier to handle. Uh, although there's a lot of shit going on in the UK at the moment, which is, uh, which is great. My moral high ground and air of sort of superiority is a little bit <laughs> diminished since the country did the uh, economic and polit- political equivalent of hosting a dinner party and then shitting in the food. I think uh, everybody loses out, but us worst. Definitely us worst. I feel like we're in the prequel to a post-apocalyptic movie uh, with Boris Johnson and, and uh, Donald Trump taking over the world. It feels like it might be the children of corn. They've come to take over the world. Uh, I've been living in the US for a couple of years now. 
and uh, you guys have some strange customs that we don't have back home. Your uh, all of your public holidays are different. You know, we're technically a religious country with very few religious people in it. So we get all the religious holidays off so that we can go to church, and everyone's like, "Nah, fuck that. We'll be alright." And then you guys have things like Veterans Day and President's Day, and you celebrate your history. But then you also have St. Patrick's Day, where everyone just wears green and gets drunk. And then you have Cinco de Mayo, where all the Mexicans just appropriate Irish culture and get drunk. Um, so weird things about living in the US as a Brit. Uh, no one in England has ever thought that I was Australian. Whereas <laughs> about, about 80 or 90% of people I come across here are like, oh, so what part of Australia are you from? Uh, you missed it. They're trying to be really clever. They think they've nailed it. They don't just go, where are you from? It's specifically, what part of Australia are you from? And last week I, had a guy, I said, oh, actually, I'm from London. And the guy went, oh, where's that in Australia? Oh, no. no, no, you missed it. Oh, just missed it by a little bit. It's about 10,500 miles away, but never mind. Um, oh, also, I can say the word water in a restaurant without someone going, what? <laughs> I, on multiple occasions, I've had to go, water. Like, they will understand absolutely everything I say, but when I say water, it just comes out. And I definitely can't get water in a bottle because it sounds like I'm saying butthole. <laughs> it's a common occurrence. Um, oh, and oh, my favorite thing about living in the UK, which I really miss here, is you can't say the word cunt here. Like, people don't like it. People don't like it when you say the word cunt. I was playing rugby uh, one of the first times coming to the States, and I was playing rugby on the beach, and someone kicked sand in my face. And I went, oh, you fucking cunt. Just as a, like, a total throwaway remark, and every, like, everyone stopped. This big, butch, uh, like, big bunch of big butch guys all turned and looked at me like I just shat in a kid's face. I was like, oh, I guess I can't say that anymore. But my favorite two words are fuck and cunt. Thank you very much, thank you very much. In fact, the first thing I said when I was born was, oh, get me the fuck away from that cunt. And I've never seen one since. Thank you very much. have to organize a play time where we can watch you play rugby and we'll bring all the comedians or at least some cheerleader like ex-cheerleader comedians and be like make up some rugby cheers and some gay cheers cheerleaders are pretty gay you know what i mean like you're pretty i'm i was i'm a big cheerleader fan i'll i'll cheer for your team yeah i you know what's even crazier than a rugby australian rules football and or no irish Soccer Gaelic. Uh, yeah. That's insane too. What are these games people just keep making up? <laughs> your next comedian, she's been running the ones and twos. She's hysterical as fuck. You guys are gonna love her. Put your hands together. It's Annette Mullaney! Thank you. Thank you. I can't believe you didn't fuck that dude, yo. I feel like it's our duty to fuck men when we're on our periods. <laughs> like, we should share in the misery. Um, like, if you're a straight dude and you spend anywhere near the amount of time and energy that culture tells me you do thinking about and trying to obtain pussy, you should maybe deal with the reality every once in a while. Um, I just, I don't understand the resistance or the hesitation some men have. Like, all of a sudden you get like a little dick on their, you get a little blood on their dick and they turn into Lady Macbeth from the end of the play. And they're just never, never clean again. Like as long as we put a towel down, we want your sheets and carnadine, it'll be fine. Um, I just like, 
You know, just because the communists have uh, occupied the square doesn't mean you can't visit the basilicas. Like, I'm not going to claim it's the friendliest place, but even North Korea gives away tourist visas, right? Like, it's a good time. Uh, it's a planned economy. There might be some shortages, but mostly just of my orgasm. So what do you give a fuck? Um, so I've been trying to be a better person. And uh, I've been doing that by doing a lot of research, because I find if you do enough research, you can put off actually changing indefinitely. Um, so in my research, I found this uh, philosophy called effective altruism, which is this idea, I don't know if you've heard of it, that um, too much of like charity and altruism is directed by what makes the giver feel good instead of what's actually effective and will actually result in change. Um, so for example, a kid has malaria, you could give that kid medicine, or you could take that same amount of money and prevent like six kids from getting malaria. As for that kid who has malaria, I guess fuck them. Uh, it's, a, some, uh, it's a really big philosophy among a lot in the tech community. Elon Musk loves it. Um, I guess not having empathy really helps. Um, but to give you an idea of uh, this philosophy, so for example, volunteering, it makes people feel really good. But according to this philosophy, like, should I spend an hour volunteering or sp should I spend an hour working and then give that money that I made to people? What do you think? Should I volunteer for an hour or work for an hour and donate money? You would think that, but actually I should go to the gym and keep it tight so that I can marry a tech millionaire and donate his money. Um, which. Exactly. It's just, it's the most, like, it's just the most uh, rational thing to do. Um, which is great for me because I love working out, is my false consciousness and how I internalize patriarchy. Um, like, you know, some women say that, oh, they just, they just feel cleaner if they pay a stranger to get up close and personal and wax their vag. Um, I prefer to stay hairy but do hip thrusts. Uh, it works for me. Um, what do you think the biggest worry that effective altruists have about the world? Like, what is the number one thing that they think we need to all watch out for? Any guesses? No guesses. Okay, well, it's not global warming. It's not income inequality. It's malicious artificial intelligence, right? They're very afraid, because even if it's a very infinitesimal chance that we're taken over by computers, it is like negative infinity bad. Um, so let's do a thought experiment. So let's say uh, you, are, you are at the controls of a train, and that train is barreling down tracks, and on one side of the tracks is a family member, and on the other side is a bus full of strangers. Now, according to effective altruism, which side, where should that trolley go? To the bus of strangers or to your family member? Okay, I've heard mixed results. It's actually the bus of strangers because there's a chance that one of those strangers might be a programmer and therefore helping to develop malicious AI. <laughs> In fact, if it's a bus, if it's a Google bus, then you should go to the wreckage and make sure that every single person is dead. <laughs> I have nothing against Google. It's just what's rational. We have to stop malicious AI, you guys. All right, thank you. I've been Annette. <laughs> Get ready for Annette's new show on Thursday nights from 8 to 10 called Ask a Divorcee. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be incredible. Yes. She looks too young to be divorced, but nay. <laughs> you, got, you guys are all going to listen to your show. It's going to be amazing. Our last comic on the happy hour. Uh, he has been starting a movement. I hope you guys join. Uh, it's called Hashtag Ginger Lives Matter. Put your hands together. It's Matthew Quirk. Matthew <laughs> Quirk. 
Actually, I'm not doing Ginger Lives Matter this week. For some reason, I think it's not going to be that funny this week. She knows why. She knows why. All these white people here don't get us. Right? Uh, So, hey, there's been a lot of talk of periods around here, and I just want to make it clear that I was born in the 60s. I grew up in the 70s before all these blood diseases. I have my red wings. I'm all down with that. I'm not afraid for future reference to any of the ladies here. So anyway, someone uh, someone asked me the other day if actually, like, uh, you know, are, are, are millennials really wimpier than Gen Xers? And I cannot fucking believe that you guys are so delusional as to think, to not know that you're a lot wimpier than every previous generation by, like, I don't know, shit tons or something? I mean, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, where do you want to begin? Egyptians, Mayans, Incas? What do you want to talk about? I mean, do you think you could have built a pyramid on a lake? How about on a mountaintop? The desert? None of it. None of you could do any of it. None of it. And I know what most people, when I mention that, they're like, oh, well, they had slaves. Raise your hand if you're from the Egyptian royal family. Nobody? You all would have been slaves. I look, we're, we're together, right? of course. You're, thank you, Cleopatra. Because you're in the royal family. But the rest of us would have been slaves. The rest of us would have been slaves carrying your litter. Carrying your litter, dragging blocks of rock. Up to, you know. And it's, I mean... When I think back to when I was a kid and how, like, you know what safety meant in the 70s? Not much. Didn't mean hardly nothing. And the ones of us that made it through are just way tougher than all you participation trophies with all your fucking hypoallergenic soap and shit. I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, did anyone blow their fucking hand off this 4th of July? That was a common occurrence when I was growing up. All kinds of three-fingered dudes when I was growing up. My cousin blew off half his face checking on a can of fireworks. It was just part of, that's how people survive. That's what made us tough. Oh, already? And I mean, just, I, I, can't even, I can't even get into it. I mean, you guys are deathly allergic to peanut butter and bread. It's just not even funny how you guys think you can, you can't survive. I mean, if you're, if you're, don't stop interrupting. So where was I? Peanut butter and bread, you're gonna die. I mean, if for one second, Google Maps isn't telling you guys where to go, you're just gonna walk out into traffic and die. It's just terrible. It's just terrible. All right, that was my minute, so thank you. Uh, he was super on point, and that was that was the end of the happy hour open mic here at Mutiny Radio every 6 to 8 p.m. We're going to take a quick 10-minute break. Hey, Joe. We're going to take a quick 10-minute break. Uh, we're going to listen to some commercials, and then we're going to be right back. Well, the ge- it, Roman Leo gets the guest spot. I know. We said the best set gets the guest set, but then Roman Leo showed up, and he's pretty solid, and then, like... 
he can do hell hat, you know, and he didn't get to be, we didn't have time for him on the happy hour, so we're going to let him be on the hell hat. He gets to sneak into the show because Avishna Karishan, and I think I said it right, but I probably didn't, because I've been accused of being a racist 14 times this week. 14 times on Facebook, I've been called a racist. And I'm like, do I, I, you know, I can't respond with my ex-husband was black because that makes me look like more of a racist, doesn't it? Like, my co-host is black. I have many, many black friends. Doesn't that make me look more racist when I make the 